podcast contains explicit language, really explicit language. Listeners of this show should be advised that we will deal with a cult that has certain ideas that are, um... They're fucked, Paulina. Yeah, they're really fucked. We'll be dealing with all the ist, aughts, and ites. Racists, bigots, anti-Semites, misogyny, certainly. And ooh, eugenics. Kicking it old school with eugenics. Certainly a very old way to be racist. But you've got to remember, MGTOW and everything we're talking about is a cult. Uh, No matter what they say, nothing they say is real. And we love you. We absolutely love you. Thank you for coming along on the ride. And we're sorry already. (laughs) (laughs) A clip coming up later in the show. Wieners. What you are about to hear is the Hashtag Cult Podcast. What is a Hashtag Cult? Hashtag Cults are groups that signal membership by using a hashtag or keyword. This allows the group to operate on many different sites and makes them difficult to pinpoint. They use the hashtag model to spread propaganda on a variety of social media platforms without having a central account. This is usually because their ideas are offensive or their methods of communicating are abusive and border on website policy violations. In this show, we will show you the coercive groups and cults hiding in plain sight on the internet. Okay, hello. Who the hell am I? Well, maybe I should shut up for once. Who the hell are you? Well, I'm Rachel Klachewski. I'm a sex and relationship therapist and educator. I've been working in my field for about 10 years and have been working to help people understand boundaries, relationships, their sexuality, sexual dysfunction. It kind of runs a bit of a gamut. This is a serial style podcast. It's it's sequential. Go back right now, listen to episode one, and then move forward. Um, we are making a podcast documentary about a group called MGTOW. MGTOW stands for... Rachel, you knew MGTOW, which was crazy. MGTOW stands for... Yeah. Rachel? Men go their own way. Going their own way. And and if you ever get it slightly wrong, they will tell you in the comments section. Uh, There's a cult. uh, And today we have what I think is our most important interview ever. I mentioned on here before uh, that there are people who get out of this. We are talking to... um, a, a guy, I'm not going to say his name because he because he asked me not to. But uh, my my black opinion, he's a YouTuber. He's a young man in his uh, mid twenties who uh, was questioning MGTOW. Um, he's black, that's hence his name, and he's now part of the X Red Pill Reddit. And I got to talk to him about his experience in, in watching this stuff. And me and Rachel are going to go through his interview. Let's go into clip number four. Uh, This is what I call the Google it test. I think it mostly started off as something quite innocent. Like, let's say 
I I'm trying to make this as definitive as possible. Okay. So, I don't really remember because it was like five years ago, but let's say I get ghosted by a girl or something, right? I would go on YouTube and be like, why did this girl ghost me? Or why is this situation happening? Or, or you know, things of that sort. And maybe like some red pill video would be like, oh, this is how this happened. And then I would see another video that was probably a tiny bit more extreme. And then I would click on that video and be like, oh, this is really interesting. And so it kind of started off as something light, like, why did this girl ghost you? Then all of a sudden I see some MGTOW or some, some um, red pill video. And I think it just starting up, started off with like dating advice or figuring out how girls worked or or things of that sort. So um, I'm trying to make this as definitive as possible, but it was like a really long time ago. So I don't really have like a specific situation on how I just like kind of got into it. Uh, yes. What did you think about this? It's a good one. I, I, again, I was like, that's how that shit works. Again, I was working with coaches. I'm like, how do these people get people? And now I know because he told me in clip number four. <laughs> he says it exactly found. how it happens. And the fact is, is that yeah. we we had an we're, we're, we have a, a interview with an SEO expert, a good friend of mine, and we talk about the idea of curiosity being a major driver for this topic and that a lot of people are searching stuff to see what it is and are exploring and all those different things and again this is where the hashtag cults things come in which is really important to me to explain to people you may not get your first hit on a relationship question to be MGTOW you probably will if you word it right, right. but right. you're definitely going to get somebody who's gone to MGTOW from the first results Google how how do I get a girlfriend you're going to get someone mm -hmm. who moves towards MGTOW and there is this whole uh, and not just, it's I don't want to say cycle of abuse because that's something different. There's this cycle of manipulation where, and and we'll, we'll, we'll um, you know, let me play the next clip, which is clip five, and I'm gonna finish what I'm saying because this is really relevant to that. Especially when I had uh, a lot of frustration, <laughs> uh, you know, frustration and stuff. Especially as a younger child, like you're 17, 18, you don't really know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Um, so. I think when I was frustrated, I more focused on like MGTOW stuff, like, oh, this is why women act this way, or like, you know, you know, things of that sort. Um, I think I was hanging out like 50/50 on MGTOW stuff, and then 50/50 on um, on red pill stuff. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what happened. Mm -hmm. So f was yeah. it forums or, or YouTube or what, where were you? Uh mostly, mostly YouTube. I didn't really even know about the red pill forum until recently. Mm -hmm. um, but mostly just red pill um, YouTube stuff. Definitely more YouTube. Okay. So there's, he talks about where, you know, what, when he focused on MGTOW and when he focused on red pill. And that goes to this whole Google it test, which is that if you want, to find something that agrees and makes you feel emboldened, even though your philosophy's off, 
the internet will find it for you because that's what you're searching yep. for. So it's like, you feeling like you don't want to date women? Bang, you go to MGTOW. Feel like you want to date women? You're in red pill. It's whatever you want. There seems to be all these manipulators ganging up on sexually uneducated men. Yeah, absolutely. Now, have you, let me ask a question while we're here right now. Have you come across do you come let's let's say it as not the MGTOW cult or anything like that. Have you come across well, I guess I'll ask it. Have you come across MGTOW people or red pill people in your work or people dealing with this kind of stuff? So to be clear, MGTOW men do not come to female sex therapists. <laughs> I'm going to be very clear here. Oh, huh? um I I did have one guy and he harassed me the entire session. I was like, why are you here? Are, are you here? Like, because you want me to prove you wrong. Like, that's not what a therapist does. Um, he would get very upset um, when I showed him compassion or empathy. I was essentially challenging all of his ideas about women. Um, and he just like got up and walked away in the middle of the first session. Oh boy. And I was like, Okay, I did come across them um, as an educator. Mm -hmm. um, again, students, college students taking, you know, human sexuality, again, to be that guy, like basically live trolls. And I do come across a lot of, again, anyone in the manosphere online, like people who are faking like they're trying to be clients and then they end up like sending me dick pics and obviously unsolicited i've been knocked off of whatsapp business because of that uh because of fasta and sesta and some dude sending me his penis when i specifically told him don't do that that's not my job um, for those playing bingo at home no woman has come on the show yet that didn't get a dick pic on the internet if you've got five across go ahead and be sad um <laughs> every single woman uh so yeah, I, I think that that's actually, I'm going to ask you more questions about that, but that's a good transition into trolls um, because yep. because that's for clip number six here. Let's, let's go ahead and play that. This is about sort of being a, a questioning mind. And um, were, you, were you commenting at all? Were you reading the comments? What was that like at all? Oh, man, gosh. Yeah, I, I could definitely think back. Like, looking back, it's, like, cringy as hell, but it's just, like, when you're angry, like, you say certain things. Um, but for me, I think naturally, I was, I've always been very rebellious, if that makes sense. And for some reason, that worked to my favor, favor because I always wanted to be the black sheep. I always wanted to, to be the devil's advocate. So every time that I would be a part of a group, sometimes I'd be like, well, you know what? Maybe your group is wrong. Or like, <laughs> like, you know, like being like 17, just an edgy teenager, I'll be like, you know, maybe your group is wrong or something. And so, you know, sometimes I would always try to play devil's advocate. I think that's how I kind of got out of it. But mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I want to ask you some questions about about uh, running into these guys I in general. Um, that idea of wanting confrontation is is a really interesting one to me from from the the perspective of cults um and men in cults in particular is something that I, that is you know 
really this interesting thing because to to me, someone who doesn't, I'll be honest, I don't have a lot of hangups on masculinity. I, I I want confrontations to 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 be brought up so that things are fixed. You know, I, I'm fairly, but there definitely is this thing with men. And this is kind of what's more preyed on is like men that want to feel like they won something. And yep. I am out of my mind thinking, is there people that like go to take a sex like class in, uh, you know, you know, the modern world of sex in college, like they pay for a college course or a community college course or an education course. And then they're just a jackass the whole time that that happens. Yeah. Oh my. Um, that's happened in almost every class I taught, and I would have to have a conversation with them and say, "This isn't a platform. This is a class. If you don't like the subject, you can get up and leave. You could drop the class. Like these are not acceptable behaviors. We set the rules in the beginning, you know. And I always do set the rules in the beginning, and I say, "You're not following them. That's that's not how this works." Wow. Um, do they ever? Do they ever and, get kicked you know, out? I never throw anybody out of class. I will never throw anyone out of class. But I will tell them, like, if this topic is one that you cannot conduct with respect, you will have to step out and then you can come back after you've cooled off. So I'll do that. I'll tell them, like, you clearly need to take a minute. You're getting very worked up right now. And this is not an... And usually I wait, like, till they get up or they raise their voice to a point where... It's ridiculous. Or they've said something that is harmful. Um, and I do process that with the rest of the students. You know, like they they are causing actual emotional harm to other people in the class. Yeah. So I have to manage that. Um, I usually don't get like, they're not nearly as bad as, the, as they are when they're online. In person, it's much harder to be a confrontational jerk than it is on the internet. Yeah, that's so you've blown my mind and that actually brings up another thing. I really thought cuz cuz I, you know, try to avoid these circles of the internet that are that are like this until this investigation. And that is really something that I di- I genuinely didn't believe until I had to deal with it firsthand was seeing the difference between an in-person interview and the comments. I mean, see, just just night and day, and and seeing like I really didn't believe. I, I understood people were being horrible on the internet. I never would deny that. Yes. Um, but I never believed that those same people wouldn't be a jerk in real life. It, it, it's it's something that's like really changed my mind in this in this investigation. I thought, well, they're probably an asshole, you know, to everyone. Um, but but it's it's really true how much harder it is to to do it offline. I also want to thank you for bringing up another topic that I wanted to ask you about, which is the guy says something in class to be edgy. And because he's a guy and he's, mm-hmm. I'm going to go on a limb here and say it's a straight guy, uh, mm-hmm. has very little experience in feeling um, scared or uh, attacked or anything like that. He doesn't realize that by saying these things, he's making someone else in the, 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 the class either triggered into something that, you know, maybe they've been they have PTSD or trauma or taking someone who is just operating in the world, a normal person, a normal person who does run into these problems, either, you know, LGBTQ or, or a woman and is like making them feel like, oh, I'm in the unsafe place now. I'm not I'm not in it. And it's yes. 
it's been so difficult and I'm going to make you do it so that I don't, <laughs> I don't do a bad job of it. It's been so difficult explaining to people like, okay, yeah, it's not that we're waiting for this group to turn into incel and, you know, shoot up campuses. A, they have done that. But B, it's like right. there's harm before that. You know, we've talked about abuse victims saying this before. It's like there's abuse victims that say, I wish he hit me all the time because then I could explain to my friends and family what I was going through. Uh, mm-hmm. The real harm is in these words. And it, it's I would love if you instead of me talking about it, you know, explain that idea that it's like the, the words really do do affect people differently if they're if they feel unsafe. Well, it's a hundred percent of the time on the topic of rape when they speak up in class and decide to be winners of an argument. Um, and when I say winner, I'm really being sarcastic. Um, and <laughs> try the way it again. This works, say it more right? sarcastic. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> you did it. I did it. Have you ever thought about? Uh, since you can't have you ever see thought about quotes. being like, being like, oh, you got it right, and like bringing out like carnival prizes and putting on a straw hat and being like, choose from the wall, you get a stuffy. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I have had my version of that. Um, I, I do have like a little bit of a bitchy persona, both in education and in therapy. Uh, but there's a, there's a right and wrong way to use it. Um, so I, <laughs> I'm very delicate with it. Well, I was, um, I was, I was so hoping what, you would so, do the carnival thing, but yeah. So it's 100%. I gave yeah. the loudest sigh in the world. 100% of the time, it's about rape. It's about rape. So the way it works is like this is what people don't understand. Rape is not just what people think it is. Often, and especially college students aged 18 to 22, when they think of what rape is, they think it's some, like, creepy dude in a trench coat that's, like, jumping on somebody and raping them. Like, that's their version of rape. It doesn't occur to them that you could rape somebody that you know. Mm. You know? So, and that is majority of what happens, right? Majority of the rapes that happen, especially on college campuses, are roofied rapes or drunk you know like drunk situations um or like coercive circumstances where like somebody will say no 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 several times and yet they're still kind of like pushing forward and making them feel like if they just do it they'll be left alone like they'll be okay Mm. and so what ends up happening is when you know when somebody in the class Right, has had that kind of experience, one that is not so obviously rape that everybody can agree on is rape, they're probably going to be very careful about how they communicate about their situation. They'll often not use the word rape. Mm. They will say like, oh, it just was, I didn't really want it, you know, or they'll, or they'll be like, it, I was okay with the sex part, but I wasn't okay with the like choking and slapping part. Not right. Like they're being really delicate around using that word because they end up protecting the perpetrator. So when you have somebody in the class saying that when a woman reports rape, she's lying or she's exaggerating to destroy this man's life. Well, think about how hard it was for her to even say it in the first place. And now this guy is coming and validating all of her biggest fears and all of her insecurities. 
Yeah. And that's the situation. That's what, so that's, 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 it's, I mean, that's really MGTOW red pill stuff is that, that, that it's, that's what they're usually piping up about is the idea that women are, are lying about sexual assault in order to, 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 to ruin people. I mean, that's the core of MGTOW, uh, yes. cold philosophy. That's what they're speaking up about. That's crazy. It also is horrible when we talk about men getting raped. They assume that men cannot be raped by women. You know, they say like, no, no, every man wants it. And it's always like this dude that I know definitely like can't maintain an erection during sex. Like it's always that guy, right? It's that guy who has that insecurity over his own sexuality who's going to be the one who speaks it out the loudest. Now and I'm going to push this you on this. Because I called it out. You called it out <laughs> and have they, have, they, have they said, yes, I have a problem? No, it was never them. It was always like, some girl who made the decision to have sex with them and who was like, that didn't work. And I was like, I called it. I totally called it. And I can't say that to them because they're my students. Um, but it's always like that. It happens every time. And again, like, I've predicted this in, you know, my own harassers and bullies in high school. I was like, by the time you're 25, your penis is going to stop working because of the shit that you're pulling. Hmm. And I was right. I was right. <laughs> I got the vindication. I found out when the wife of one of my bullies called me for sex therapy. And I was like, I can't work with you. But thank you for calling me. Um, <laughs> Man, that is yes. that is high school. Mwah. Mm, kiss, kiss. Yes, kiss. exactly. Italian chef, kiss it. Mwah. Um, by the way, and, I have to thank a friend the of the like, show, uh, Justin Ham, who yeah. uh, gave me the podcast uh, wording to say what I'm doing with my hands for that. Italian chef kissing. Uh, that's the the notion. <laughs> thank you, Justin. I didn't know what to call it when I did it. I mean, right? It's delicious. I, I, and and the thing okay, is, like, there's nothing wrong, right? There's nothing wrong with with a penis not working. It's how you deal with it, right? So that was my like, question. This on happens. That. It's like this is where I get lost in this because, and this is where I think we might need stats on it, and you might hear Michael dropping one in now in case we don't have it. But what I'm not getting in that is. This and sorry, everyone. This is why I have Rachel here is to just ask every question that I think I, I want to know and then make her maybe research it for me. Okay, isn't it more true that women are are, are 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 have a greater time achieving orgasm than men? You know, isn't that so, more, isn't that more prevalent in the female population as someone doesn't know how to express something to their partner or they're unable to achieve? certain types of orgasms or, or, uh, you know, unable and, uh, you know, isn't that like, my question is like, I had always heard that that was more prevalent that women have trouble achieving certain types of orgasms. And that that's, you would think that if that's this guy's reason, like, okay, I have problems with my impotency, that then women would be more aggressive that's my question as i don't i'm there's something i don't understand about psychology that doesn't explain you know that population difference does that make sense your question makes sense but it's not comparable so i'm definitely going to drop a resource here and it's called the female price of male pleasure by lily loofborough this article is dense and it's long, and it's going to give you the answer. Don't get so I'm going to try to. Who dense and long? It gives me the answer. 
I think we can. It'll give you your answer very thoroughly, mm. but I'm going to try to truncate it a little bit. It is the male imperative to fuck, right? This is the belief. Mm. And women can have sex whether they are aroused or not, right? And when we when I'm saying sex, I'm talking about intercourse, right? right? So women are physically able to provide, if we want to use that word, intercourse, whether they have the desire or not. So the question about orgasm is not relevant in the function. I get of it. it. Oh, okay. Right. So I think I get it is that now. Okay. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm getting it though. Okay. I'm over here being educated. I'm having an aha moment. <laughs> go keep going. Okay. Awesome. I love the aha moment. So now when you take the function part and attach that to masculinity, right? Mm. And now they cannot function in this thing that measures their masculinity, right? The amount of people that they fuck or how often they fuck, right? That that makes them a real man, right? That makes them an alpha if that's the language that they're holding on to. Well, if their penis isn't working, they feel emasculated. Even if the partners that they're with are like, whatever, we could do something else. They're like, no. <laughs> And they're the ones that get really upset over it. And I've said this many times. I'm like, I have sex with women, too. I don't need your penis. And they don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) They don't like hearing this. Um, And that's been in my 20s. I have not had sex with a man like that since. Um, But yes, that's essentially what that is. They're, They're attaching their sense of identity and masculinity to the function of their penis. Interesting. So... So, but do you, I guess, I guess I'm going to, I'm going to, so I'm going to summarize what you said so that I like to always be the, the, the dumbest person in the room. So I'll ask it again. Sorry for the diversion, everyone. Sorry we're entertaining and educating you at the same time. Uh, boohoo. Okay. So <laughs> the idea is then that the, 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 you know, women can also be equally as uncomfortable because they can perform, but it has nothing to do with whether they're enjoying it but it appeases some guy but on the other hand Mm -hmm. the guy is feeling like they can't do anything and so it's causing aggression because well whatever there's too too much to get into now but my question is then do you see do you see you're saying that it's not comparable because sexual performance and getting to try to have pleasure is not at all comparable to the idea of non-performance Right. That like a woman who's having trouble climaxing or has an unresponsive partner. It's not the same frustration as being like frustrated that you you, you feel like you're not having sex. Right. There's another layer to this. Okay. Women do not get to grow up with the idea that sex is something that they get pleasure from. Oh, Sex is not something that belongs to women. Sex is something that women do for men, Hmm. right? So as long as they let it happen, whether it's with lubricant or not, they are fulfilling their duty. Their femininity or their womanhood has nothing to do with whether they're having sex or not. Okay. I'm I, this you have you have proved your worth in doing the half an hour setup already. I am so happy. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna keep going because, and I'm gonna tease for sex money a question that I'm going to ask Rachel much later down the line, so we don't get too out of the topic here. But I do want to know how much of this has to do with penis size. I do really want to know, and it it it, it, it comes from talking to a group of these people against circumcision that I had an interaction with. Um, and they were um, not so concerned about the actual thing as they were kind of weird and aggressive, the people I had spoken to. And so uh, I really want to get into, at some point down the line, when we get a little bit more research, how much of this is about people hating their wieners. If you or someone you know has experienced a hashtag cult, is trapped in a hashtag cult, or you have been affected by any group mentioned in this show, go to hashtagcult.org for resources or to get in touch with the show. We want to hear your story.